All right, welcome back, everybody. We are back on Clone Wars commentary, uh, talking about our most recent episode until tomorrow, <laughs> uh, season seven, <laughs> episode ten, um, "The Phantom Apprentice," which I love the title, uh, and it started with another new logo. Uh, well, not necessarily new logo, new color, um, Lucas of Lucasfilm Limited. And then, like, the introduction itself was kind of spooky. It was just kind of, like, slow-mo, like, what's going to happen build-up. And then they immediately jumped back into where we ended. This week, we are going to talk about this episode with Danny. Hello. (laughs) Um, So, Danny and I, I mean, we all always, our whole crew kind of always talks about these episodes. But I... Really, really am glad that you're here, because you know how much I love Darth Maul. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like we're going to get I know you were losing this. your mind the I entire time. My mind. <laughs> my whole mind. Oh, it was incredible. I, I had you in mind while I was watching the episode. Yeah. It was amazing. Diane is losing it. <laughs> it was amazing. I, somebody actually the other day asked me, um, or asked kind of like our group that I'm in, um, and was like, is Clone Wars, like, worth it? Like, should I watch the whole thing? Should I just watch season seven? Um, Is the sky blue? <laughs> yeah, really. And I was like, I commented, and I was like, um, watch the whole thing. And people were like, well, why? What's, like, what's it matter? And, like, I was not the only one commenting this, but it was like, it, there's so much Star Wars content in Clone Wars. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you think an episode is a filler episode. It doesn't matter if you think that, um, like one part isn't going to matter, it matters. There's so much in it, even if it's just, like, R2 going on an adventure. Absolutely. End of story, which is why we're here, you know? Filoni has definitely proven that every single episode he puts in a season, or a series in general, has a purpose. Yeah. Um, Rebels is the biggest example of that, where you literally see everything come to fruition in the final episode, Mm -hmm. and literally all the stuff that we're like, oh, man, that was a waste of time. It mattered. It mattered so, so much. Trust the process. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, okay, so like I said, the episode jumps right in, so why don't we? Uh, when they jump back in, it's the like interrogation type scene um, between Ahsoka and Maul. So Ahsoka finds him in the Undercity, and he's not like, he's surprised in like a Darth Maul fashion <laughs> that it's her. <laughs> Um, so he's just like, why are you here? Who are you? I don't even care about you. Um, but in this whole conversation, um, he doesn't say yet why he wanted Obi-Wan to be there. Um, and then we also see him interrogating, not just Ahsoka in like those moments, but we also see him interrogate Jesse. Um, which is what I... That was going to be my character highlight for this episode because he's been in so much and I didn't really realize that. (laughs) Um, So Jesse is CT5597. He eventually reaches the rank of Advanced Recon Commando. He is one of the clones under Jar Jar at the Battle of Mimban, which I don't know. Jar Jar? Yeah. When I read it, I don't know if somebody edited it and it's fake. But I went on Wikipedia and it said when <laughs> when Locke Tin, I think is the Jedi's name, when he dies at the Battle of Mimbin, it says something about Jar Jar being in charge. I don't remember any of that. So 
Somebody can fact check me, but I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because I was like, I don't, I don't remember Mimbin. So. I don't either. <laughs> so That's I'm not my sure. thing. Because I feel like the only time isn't the only time we saw Mimbin in Solo. Mm, I know because it didn't show up in the Clone Wars. I just. I don't, know. I don't remember that episode. Me neither. <laughs> um, he's also the clone that rescued Rex when they were on Seleucami. Um And his, like, number one trait is that he's humorous. Or that he enjoys humor, I guess, would be a good way to put it. So, fun facts about Jesse for everyone that also wasn't aware. <laughs> um, but well, unfortunately, he was commanded by Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've gotta figure that out. I gotta know what that means. I And I could be, have been reading the sentence wrong and i thought i was for so long and i was like i'm just gonna write it down i don't know i don't know what it means such disbelief you read it like 40 times yeah say that yeah i was like when (laughs) literally when i remember one arc of jar jar being in charge of clones and i didn't think it was on midbin so i don't know i don't remember um but yeah so jesse's been important this whole time do you have anything about jesse before we move on I mean, not really. Jesse's not ever one that's really stood out to me, uh, other than his giant, like, head tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I didn't know anything really about Jesse, other than that he was 501st, technically. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's honestly, a good I just saw his importance, like, in this theme more of a, hey, you're one of the oldest clones. And that kind of speaks to the, the company, too, because... Like, if you think about it, if he went for Jesse because he was the oldest one, how long have those that were there with her have actually been alive, yeah. you know, with the accelerated yeah. growth? Like, these, these clones could, in respects, be kids <laughs> by by an age standard. Yeah. So but that kind of blew my mind a little bit. It was like, well, wait a minute, he's the oldest one here. He's been here from the beginning. How long have you guys been here? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I don't know... In what, I don't remember, uh, in what context did he determine that he was the oldest? Because didn't they just, like, fight everybody? He uh, looked through their minds. Oh. Because mm-hmm. he said Maul went through us one by one, and so he did the, right. the Kylo thing, the thing and looked into his head. Yeah. That was uh, that was in one of my notes, too. I was like, we see more, like, reaching into your mind type stuff, which, like, we know that they do in general because they talk about moments where they've like, oh, I saw into his brain or his mind or his thoughts, his feelings. But we never, like, Kylo was kind of the first time that we saw you, like, grasp for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to watch Darth Maul do that, I was in love, of course. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so kind of jumping back, now that we've talked about Jesse, um, this part, and I might be skipping something, so tell me if I am, but this part, for me, <laughs> when... Darth Maul says Darth pauses Sidious. It was very, it was big, big mm-hmm. Voldemort vibes. <laughs> oh, definitely. It was like he didn't want to say it. You could tell the fear in his in his eyes when he said it too. Yeah. Because it, it was like that that name you just kind of choke out. It's like if I say it, he might hear it. Yeah. And he might beat my butt again. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking that. I was like, what if what if he can, like, hear him? <laughs> like, feel right. feel him thinking about him. And he's like, crap. It's like he says Sidious, and then you just, it, like, zooms out and ripples. ripples yeah. Ripples. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, Echo. Sidious, and he's like, I heard my name. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, which is so scary. And then, okay, and she, so he says Darth Sidious very ominously. And she has like no idea but 
somehow all the Jedi have this feeling, you know? But she, like, he says it, and she still just has no idea. Like, her brain doesn't go, oh, yeah, it's probably that guy, you know? And I just feel like that would have happened with anybody else. Do we think this is because she left the Order and she hasn't been around it to keep those feelings happening? Because now she's not around Palpatine and she's not around the people that are thinking about Palpatine. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, not necessarily to carry on our joke, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, though, I think that at least the way it looked on screen is that the name Sidious carries weight because she's been through the hey, Jedi aren't really helping, or my whole order turns against me because Barris thinks that every this is all wrong and everything. She's been getting kind of glimpses into that. To hear a name that's all behind it, he's like, well, wait a minute. That kind of makes sense. And it's a Sith Lord. And then when she finds out later, Obi-Wan's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we've suspected it and, and everything. So literally, like, I mean, technically... Didn't he tell him that in Attack of the Clones? So, I mean, he would have suspected it before the Clone Wars. Because I was thinking about that today when I was rewatching it and everything. Because he had said that uh, when Dooku told me about it, da da da, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Obi Wan. So, I'm guessing they just suspected it for a really long time. But the fact that they still went on with the war and still continued to commission the clones. Ridiculous. Yeah, like, that didn't make sense to me. The only thing I could think of, it was almost kind of like a, I guess how Tony Stark calls it, a nuclear deterrent. So it's like, droids are coming, they're going to kill us, we need something, so we might as well play along, kind of thing. But, I I don't know, like, I I didn't, I'm starting to put the movie pieces together because it's really starting to come together Mm -hmm. in these last few episodes that's what i'm trying to do and i'm i'm kind of struggling with it i actually have that um in here for in relation to timeline like not necessarily like content but like the timeline part of it so in this is actually like in our next stuff so like there's a hollow meeting between bokatan rex ahsoka and obi-wan they talk about sidious and how um anakin is now watching palpatine um and then talking about how Dooku died by Anakin's hand, Ahsoka, Ahsoka's reaction was heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And I was like, every time she reacts to something that Anakin does, I want to cry. I won't do it, but I want to. And I didn't think that it was in fear or anything like that. I think it was more of, like, like it's almost like when you hear something awful happen to somebody you love. And you're like, oh, I want to be there for you. Like, yeah. that's what it looked like to me, was it was... It wasn't like a, a fear of Anakin, like everyone else seems to have. Yeah. Hers was, I, I feel need bad. to get to Anakin. Yeah. yeah I want to be there for him. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But my, my timeline question was like, where does that put us in Revenge of the Sith if Obi-Wan is heading to Utapau after this hollow call? Mm-hmm. Where does Ahsoka and Maul's fight, which we'll get to, put us in Revenge of the Sith? Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? I think Maul, I think the Maul and Ahsoka fight, the way that, and not to try to jump too far ahead, but the fear in Maul um, when all of that transpires and everything, mm-hmm. I think that this is right before Order 66 takes place. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we're really all the way up to it, because timeline-wise in the dialogue, he says that Anakin killed Dooku, 
We don't know how long that was, but she hasn't been on Mandalore long, we don't think. Right. I mean, it's been enough to retake, reclaim the city. Yeah. Um, but they're still trying. They're, yeah. They haven't actually done it, so they may have been only been there for maybe a day or something like that. That's they what I think. Because they have the chance of it. Yeah. So, Dooku's died. That's the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then now Obi Wan's talking about Anakin having to spy on the Chancellor. Which we also which, see before he goes to Utapau. Right. That happens because that's where he has that conversation in the hallway in Revenge of the Sith where he's like, like that's where he tells him that the Council wants him to report his findings on the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want me to spy on my closest friend? He's like, why would you ask me of the, or mm-hmm. ask this of me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, the Council's asking. And yeah. so that places us right before, have you ever heard of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Right. <laughs> so literally, because we're not to quite to the part where the the goodbye old friend because i think that I, I don't think he's seen anakin for the last time yeah yet. i don't think so either. because she says tell anakin he said i will um yeah. and, and so i'm thinking that we're not quite to order 66 yet but i honestly think within this next episode we will be yeah yeah i agree i agree i want to know so she says tell anakin and he says i will and i want to know what he told him because they leave, they seem to leave each other on such good, happy terms. And I want to know where Anakin's thoughts are. This just makes me just want to, like, dive right in to Anakin's mind. Because we, we assume, because he's looking off into the distance and feeling Padme's presence, that he's only thinking about her. And he probably is, because that's the way that he is. He's very obsessive over her. But I want to know, like, before that, he's sitting in the Jedi chambers, and he's just like mulling over everything and he's like well ahsoka's still wherever she's gonna be we're gonna see that now um while he's in there just like waiting you know and i want to know what his thoughts are as far as like full big picture you know what i mean before he starts to look out to padme and go this is why i'm doing this like we see that transition but we don't know what's going on in his head before that anyways i think it's panic it's gotta be in that scene, like, I know some people make fun of it, but to me, it's more more of a powerful scene in Revenge of the Sith, only because, like, yes, there's Ahsoka, yes, there's everything, but in that moment, there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. He feels like he just killed the woman he loves yeah. by turning over the insulin. So, in that moment, he's obsessing about, what have I done, what have I done, this this is wrong, they're going to kill him, all this other kind of stuff, like... And, and I relate to that because my mind races that way mm-hmm. where it's literally every single thought that I've thought about everything all of a sudden just hits me all at once. It's yeah. like this big brick mm-hmm. that just sits on your chest and everything. And, and so, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm not saying that I've been in that position, right. <laughs> right. but at the same time, like I, I get it. Yeah. And so I think he's in, in a panic of what have I done? Mm-hmm. And that's why he goes to, where Mace and all them end up, and he's like, you can't kill him. He has to stand trial mm-hmm. and everything because he's thinking, well, maybe I can convince him to keep him alive just so he can tell me how to do this. And so it's almost he's bargaining. Yeah. I want to do the right thing, but I need what I need. Yeah. Kind of thing. So. Oh, God, it's so sad. Okay. <laughs> this oh, whole this, story. This episode is going to be heartbreaking. The next yeah. couple episodes. Yeah. And, like, the fact that people, like, I mean it's the movies are so this is just me going on like a tangent but like the prequels are very easy to make fun of for people and 
I grew up with them, so I don't really... I mean, I can make fun of Jar Jar, but I still love him, you know? But... That's just going to be made fun of, though. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, kid. exactly. He's the one you laugh at. Yeah. Exactly. But this... These movies, this whole thing is Greek tragedy, like, to a T. And, like, people just, like, throw that out the window because they don't like the way that Hayden Christensen cries or something, you know? Like, <laughs> and it's just, like, he cries beautifully because it's a Greek tragedy. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Um, so we kind of, like, go through that, like, I don't want to call it not emotional, but, like, it's emotional, but, like, in the head emotional, uh, to more dialogue between Maul and Ahsoka, um, and he's talking about, like, it's all been a part of this plan, uh, but he also is saying how he, like, doesn't know all the details to the plan, so he's just inferring all of this, um, and he hates how he's been cast aside, and I feel like that, to me is also kind of a part of Maul's story for us as the audience, not just, like, him as a character, like, I was cast aside by Darth City. It's like, no, like, he died and people just forgot about him. So, like, him coming back with a vengeance is not just for him being who he is. <laughs> it's also, like, why why would this character be able to survive such a tragedy being cut in half? <laughs> and, like, all the things that he went through with the Night Sisters and everything to get to a point like this and it's like because he's he's got motivation <laughs> this sounds so i don't want it to sound like i think he's got a good plan but like, <laughs> but he's got like motivation to like put his name to put a stake to his name you know okay. and i feel like that's so underrated for him because people just look at him and are like he's a bad guy it's like no he's not uh -huh. well he is but like He's got other things going on in his brain. He's, even for me, I, I mean, I love him, but, like, I've always loved him because he's such a raw character of vengeance, and we just don't really see that. We see so much manipulation, and he just doesn't really care. He's like, here's here's what you get. Here's me he's on like the planet. He's like a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just has it and knows what he wants and talks to people the way that he wants to get it and... Anyways, it just, it amazes me that he somehow knows what the plan is without knowing most parts of the plan. Mm -hmm. Well, and on top of that, I, I like how, e even though this doesn't have to do with him and Kenobi, somehow he finds a way to make it about him and Kenobi. <laughs> because, I mean, like, he yeah. opens up and the first thing he says is, is why you? Where's Kenobi? Yeah. And everything, and obviously we're thinking, oh, revenge. But then he explains yeah. this thing later. And he's, he's like, well, I, I tried to get Kenobi here so that he'd bring Anakin so I could kill him. Mm -hmm. But he's got a whole still plan. about Kenobi. Yeah, a whole plan. So, so however you look at it, it still has to do with Kenobi. Yeah, he's just full of vengeance all the time. It's ridiculous. Is it vengeance or revenge in this scenario? Revenge? Revenge. Okay. Revenge, yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm I using the wrong word. Yeah. I've always thought of vengeance as more of more, I guess, on a righteous side of it, mm. kind of like to avenge. I guess yes, is yes. how I've always thought of it. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't need to avenge himself; he needs revenge for himself. Right. Got it. Okay. Um, welcome to the dictionary on Clone Wars Cemetery. Um, so then we also see one of my favorite parts. Well, I don't know where this line falls, so I'm going to say it now. But, like, he's still talking about um, Sidious and how he's been in the shadows always. And I really like that dialogue connection between this and Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. 
um, because I feel like it's so small, it's so quick, but it's important. Um, whether or not they meant to, which I'm sure they did, um, but whether or not they meant to, it adds weight to the line in The Rise of Skywalker um, because it's not just Beaumont saying, or was it Beaumont? No, Carrie saying it once in previous dialogue. It's now everybody that is has some sort of connection to Sidious does know that he has been in the shadows always. All yep. this time. Um, His plans got plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gives me, like, the chills to, like, know that, I mean, we, we were given such a good baseline story about Palpatine and his plans having plans, um, and then we get books, books like Darth Plagueis, but then, like, all of these creators at Lucasfilm are just, like, taking what's been given to them on a plate and making it so much deeper, and it's insane uh-huh. to me. Um, so, one of my other favorite parts with Maul, of course besides the whole thing, <laughs> is him having the hollow meeting with the crime lords. Uh, because we see Dryden Voss. And I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> see, my mind straight went to, who's that Hux-looking character? And Kristen was like, it's Dryden! It's Dryden! Like, freaked out. <laughs> yeah. The, the pose was, it gave it away. <laughs> pose was iconic i was just like i was losing my mind and i watch and i should have so for episode nine i watched it in the living room and we me and my roommates were all just kind of like hanging out doing random things and i was just watching it taking notes and i should have done that for episode 10 because they didn't see all my reactions to it and now i feel like my reactions are less um because i know what's happening but i just i wish somebody could have seen my face during that moment so it's just like it's all coming together, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we get another amazing quote. I'm just full of quotes from this one. Uh, Every choice you have made has led you to this moment, mm-hmm. which is what Maul says to Ahsoka. Just want it to sink in. I want everybody to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good quote. Oh yeah. When you think about that quote, uh, in relation to not just this episode, but to Star Wars. What would be another moment that you would think of? Well, I mean, it's a it's a major turning point. I mean, it's like, um, I am your father, or you're a Palpatine. Like, I mean, it's yeah. it's the major moment of realization that there's something bigger than me, mm-hmm. or that something snuck up on me, or, or something like that. Because I mean, like Order sixty six and all that. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's literally the turning point of everything uh the rise of the empire all that kind of stuff the same thing with when uh vader tells luke he's his father that's the turning point of vader's redemption the rise of the rebellion uh, and all that so i mean it's 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 a, it's a star wars thing it's it's very star warsy and it makes me think of when when he said that it made me think of the world between worlds um, how all of it is connected in its little roadways and stuff like that. And I, I just imagine all of those points converging into one yeah. point, one major thing in the force mm-hmm. um, that changes the course of history. Yeah, I when I first heard it, obviously I was kind of stuck, sucked into that moment, um, and I was trying to a million miles an hour run through everything that Ahsoka's ever done. <laughs> um didn't work because I'm just not that good at memorizing all of that. But 
um, when I think about it now, like kind of in hindsight, I think about the Jedi Council because I feel like every choice that they've made led them to this downfall, um, which is just like the truth in everything. You know, every choice you make ends up to a certain ending, um, whether that's good or bad. But, but like this moment for them, this moment is Order 66, in my opinion. Um, it could be any moment for anybody. Um, but I feel like every choice they made led to, and also this moment, is Anakin's turning. Uh, they all feel some sort of loss because of that. They're also all dying at this point. Um, but, like, there's no way that the Jedi that are surviving in these moments don't feel Anakin turning, at least on the Council, because they've had such an attachment to dealing with him for so long. Especially, like, Yoda, we know he feels it. Because he's not only feeling all the deaths, but he's gotta know. He's gotta know, like, I screwed up, you know? Like, we all screwed up. And I wish, I wish Mace Windu <laughs> could feel it. Probably did. Landed on his feet, you know? <laughs> and then felt it and was like, crap! But In his ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Just, like, shattered his feet and then was like, okay. Um... But the loss of Anakin internally for the Jedi is that moment to me. Um, which is sad, and I'm getting sad thinking about it. <laughs> because, like, they, they really did. They screwed him up. They, and it's so sad because he was so good. Um, and I feel like I have a tendency to think about this. Why am I? My eyes are watery, Danny. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways. I feel like I have a tendency to think about Anakin in a good light because I like him as Anakin. He's always been my favorite. He was who I saw before I saw Darth Vader. So knowing that he became Darth Vader didn't do anything to me until I saw the original trilogy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like when I think of Anakin in this way, it breaks my heart, which I know it's supposed to, you know? But people are so used to loving him as Darth Vader or loving, loving that his story is like, oh, this good guy, this really great Jedi becomes a bad guy, and it's like, that hurts me. <laughs> He's such a good Jedi, you know? And I feel like if he had stayed good, um, I'm actually writing a book about it, if he had stayed good, what kind of father would he have been? What kind of counsel could the Jedi have become? Like, all of these options. And it breaks my heart. And I hope it's breaking somebody else's heart, too. <laughs> I'm tired of being alone in this. Well, and I think Anakin is kind of a, a prime example, too, of how one curriculum does not fit all kind of things. Because yeah. the, the Jedi fell to their arrogance of this is how it's worked for a thousand years, this is how it should. But instead of adapting Anakin to something unusual, um, they decided to shove him into a mold that he wasn't prepared for and basically created a kid who didn't know how to deal with loss or jealousy, or, I don't know, emotion. Yeah. <laughs> and when a Jedi is not supposed to have emotion, mm -hmm. um, I say sarcastically. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but it, it, it becomes, because the Jedi, I've always believed, is, is more of a, uh, I'm in control of my emotions. My, mm -hmm. my emotions don't rule me. And right. that could have been used to Anakin's advantage, but it became more of a deny my emotions, deny myself, um, act like it's not happening, and yeah. it'll all be fine. Mm -hmm. Because they all deal with it at one point or another. I mean, you see 
Yoda in fear. You see Mace's jealousy of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Kenobi in love. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, That's it, what I was it happens. Yeah, it happens. But to deny it and act like it didn't and literally lie to yourself mm-hmm. and not deal with it is a whole other thing. In all honesty, for me, the prime Jedi, I think, is Kenobi. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think it's it's... All of them shoving their emotions down, like you said, is a prime example of what that explosion looks like for us in the real world. And, like, I don't think people take that to heart, which they should, because been there, done that, had my explosions or two. Um, And it's not good. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good for the people around you. You're definitely going to lose people when that happens, or you're going to lose yourself, like they do in Star Wars. That was kind of a culmination of all of them. They all lost themselves and other people in the works of that. Um, we move on to this, well, they're actually, they're starting to kind of have their, uh, Ahsoka and Maul are having their kind of back and forth. Um, I'm hoping I'll be able to find a way to insert Maul's little speech in here. Um, (laughs) if I can't, you guys can watch the episode. Um, it's one of my favorite parts. Um, talking about, like, how they're all going to die as warriors, and then the speech between him and Ahsoka. Um, but he mentions how he wants to, like, team up with her. And um, I got to thinking about what the destruction of Darth Sidious would look like at the hands of Maul and Ahsoka. So I want to hear what you think. So I'm going to set up a scene for you. I'm taking inspiration okay. from um, Force Center. They have... Uh, databank brawls where they choose like characters from the databank and make them fight for no reason it's really funny (laughs) ours is gonna be probably a little more serious but like it can also be funny i just want to hear your thoughts so if i'm setting up a scene ahsoka and maul fly to coruscant and um they see mace they get there in time to see mace get thrown out the window right let's just imagine and Anakin's there obviously and Ahsoka yells stop to Anakin Anakin freezes in like hesitation and fear and like oh crap what am I doing you know what does the fight between Maul Ahsoka and Sidious look like to you Uh, I don't think it's just those three I think Anakin joins in you think so yeah (laughs) Um, because that's the thing is that in Anakin's eyes, no matter Ahsoka's atten- intention, if he sees Ahsoka with Maul, mm-hmm. he's assuming that she's turned. He's he's jumping to that point oh, no. of why would you do this to me? Why would you betray me? Mm-hmm. Which I believe would deepen his already. What have I done? <laughs> and everything. It'll literally look like his world's crashing down around him. That's a good so point. So it's like it's like wave two of the people who tried to arrest Palpatine. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's the thing is I think they still fail because yeah. if Anakin jumps in and yeah, if Anakin jumps in and he, uh, he helps Palpatine, it's game over. That's that true. Point. That's so true. And you know what? I thought about that too, because how Ahsoka like makes the side comment of like, if Anakin had been here, like you wouldn't last long tomorrow. Yeah. And I started thinking about that fight. And, like, that's another one that I want to imagine is a, is a lightsaber battle between Anakin and Maul because they haven't had that. 
The last time Anakin saw Darth Maul, he was a child. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That was his only interaction with him. He was like, who is that guy? I can't even see him that close because yep. he's zooming over me. And, like, that was it. Like, Obi-Wan's relationship with him is the only relationship that Anakin has yeah. in, in association with Maul. And it's just like, he just knows he's bad by by word of mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um if and if he has that faint memory as a child, I don't remember anything from when I was that young. But it makes me wonder because when you say that, it makes me wonder if Anakin would fall into those feelings, like you said, and help Palpatine, or if he would be curious as to why Ahsoka is teamed up with Maul because he also knows in his heart of hearts that Ahsoka is not a bad person. You know, like Ahsoka wouldn't fall to the dark side. I feel like he knows that. And that could be my audience member, like, shield up, you know? Yeah. Because we know that she wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, am I projecting onto Anakin? <laughs> well, I feel like, well, and that's the thing, is so, in, in that moment, I think timing is everything. Because if he comes in, if they come in at the time that Mace is thrown out the window, and Anakin has basically accepted his fate of, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And he's broken at that point. Um, almost uh, awarded Darth and all that kind of stuff. At that point, he sees them walk in. He's absolutely going to go after Ahsoka because he's going to think she's turned as well, mm. um, and he's be- and she's betrayed him. If she comes in while Mace is holding back the lightning or something like that, or he they're trying to reason with him and everything, and it's literally three of them reasoning to Anakin versus Palpatine, oh. then. I think that plays out differently. Yes. Um, just because Ahsoka would be like, look, he's told me everything. He was an apprentice to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. And I think at that point, Anakin would be more inclined to be more open to it. But on top of that, too, Ahsoka would keep Mason check and not allow him to kill him. Yeah, so, that's true. I feel like Ahsoka would, yeah. like, yank him and be like, yeah, stop, exactly. stop yeah. doing that. She's like, I, I'm no Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't got time for any of this. Window, be like, dude, bump off. Yeah, Just everybody go. sit down. <laughs> exactly. Relax. Everyone, go to your corners. Yeah, I'm seriously. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so that for me, the just the concept of them all fighting was really cool. Um, and then they also, in the background, kind of this conversation, um, they're playing a Duel of the Fates remix, which I just melted from um and then they fight everywhere and then out the window and then up in the things <laughs> um up in the rafters and then they actually capture Maul which I was just very surprised about um I was just kind the of like oh. fear in his eyes though yeah and oh the screaming gosh. Sam yep. Whitworth screaming was terrifying that like hit yep. me right in the soul I was like no something bad's gonna happen I'm scared what's what's going on now and like he's scared too (laughs) yeah yeah at that point i think he i think he thinks he's dead yeah and it's interesting to to feel that we didn't just hear it we felt it you know which is the point um i'm interested to see what they do with him Mm -hmm. like what now you have him but like now people are dying Mm -hmm. the the jedi are all dying like, yep. oh, I'm so scared. I don't want to watch the next episode. <laughs> yep. Am I going to stay up until 3 a.m. tonight? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. And watch the next one. And then cry at 3 a.m. Okay. Um, oh, another kind of scenario. Do you think Maul would have taken, tried to have taken Sidious's place if they had oh, absolutely. fought? Yeah? Yeah, without a doubt. Because that's the thing is he, he he's an opportunist. and Because he knows he can't take them head on. He knows mm-hmm. he can't do anything head on. And so he's almost taking a page out of Sidious's book mm-hmm. and convincing other people it's his it's it's their idea. So I think that if he knew that Sidious was out of power, there's no way he would allow himself to be captured or anything like that. It'd almost be a Loki situation mm-hmm. where Loki's like, "Look, I'm gonna give you something. This is the bad guy you're going after. Yeah. This benefits me just as much as it benefits you." And then we go our separate ways. That's literally what he's what he's gonna do, or what he would have done. Yeah. It, it, so it's only to a point beneficial to him, and once it's no longer beneficial to him, he split. Yeah. He's not going to allow himself to be captured. No. Um, the fact that he got captured—it's uh, amazing. Deeply surprised me. Yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah. I was not <laughs> expecting that at all, and like, especially when the ship showed up, I was like, all right, well, another battle lost mm-hmm. at the hands of him escaping. Like that's just what he does, and then, oh man. And the capture was good because it was just oh, yeah. clean and quick and not like drawn out. And his screen, oh god, it was beautiful. This episode was beautiful. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to like relish in the moment sometimes. Um, <laughs> rewatching it was just amazing. Um, really, kind of the last thing we see. It's not the last thing I want to talk about. I do have something else, but is her looking kind of out of that hole that he was gonna escape from? What do you think she was looking out to? Like, is this where, and this is kind of my timeline relation question, where are we in Revenge of the Sith? So is she feeling something that's going on in Revenge of the Sith? Or what else, I mean, what else would she be looking out towards, you know? The the simple explanation for me would be that she's wondering who was in that Mandalorian ship. Um, and who's working with him because there was a Mandalorian ship that was waiting on him that was going to take him away. The hopeful uh, side of me is that she was reaching out to Anakin, um, trying to find out if he's okay because that's a lot of information to take in about Anakin and not think about it. Yeah, literally be in the middle of a battle and having to worry about her best friend slash brother slash father figure of all sorts. Right. Yeah, so I I think that she may have been reaching out to Anakin to see what's going on, because I know in the in the second novel it it talks about how when she when she would reach out to him, she thought he was dead for one after Order sixty six because every time she'd reach out, all she'd feel was cold and darkness. So I'm wondering if she's trying to reach out right now, and and not finding him, or maybe maybe does and checks on him or something like that, or I don't know. Yeah, or in like, and it could be, <clears throat> I don't know if this is where we are in Revenge of the Sith, but if he was like on Mustafar at this point and had already killed all those people, like maybe she can feel him, but he's covering it up because he kind of does the same thing when Padme shows up. He just kind of shoves all the dark side down and is like, love uh-huh. ya. <laughs> right. I'm not psycho. Yeah, I'm fine. My mind. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're on a fire planet and I'm not feeling fiery at all. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> So kind of the last thing that I the last thing I did want to talk about was more of a not just like a line that happens, but also something that I started to kind of overthink um, when Maul talks about how Skywalker is the key to everything. We obviously know that 
from original trilogy and prequel trilogy setups. Um, Luke Skywalker and Leia, technically Skywalker, were the key to everything then. Uh, Darth Vader was technically a Skywalker. He was also the key to helping them. And the prequels, Anakin is the only Skywalker. He is the key to everything then because he's the chosen one, technically. And then I think for me, this is where I kind of just got in my like head feelings. They might not have meant anything by it. I always kind of preface with that because who knows what they're thinking over there in the storyboard, in the story room. But <clears throat> for me, I started thinking sequel trilogy-wise, too. I was like, Ben, even though he's a solo, he's also a Skywalker, so it was Ray now, uh-huh. and it's just like, but I feel like Palpatine, being the way that he is about the Skywalkers, and Darth Maul saying Skywalker is the key to everything, I think that was another thing that Palpatine considered. He was like, oh, well, this kid's a Skywalker, he's my new key. You know what I mean? Like, he had a key in every single trilogy, and they were oh, always yeah. a Skywalker, so I feel like that was Ben's thing. Anyways. I agree. <laughs> I was literally just like thinking about that, and I was just like, you know, yeah, that's probably Palpatine's whole shtick. I mean, we knew that he had a problem with them, but like, that's why also why he targeted them to be helpful, and then they weren't helpful, and then he was like, okay. <laughs> well, not, I mean, even Maul tells tells Ahsoka that I mean, Anakin's been grooving for this from the very beginning. Yeah, so, which is terrifying. He's been targeted since he was a kid. Yeah, it's so scary. Like. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know the, the comic book rumor about him being Anakin's force father, you know? No, it's That's, not a rumor. It's, is it canon? I don't know. I've never read the things. I so, don't like so that. So the debate really comes into, because it's in, um, I think it's the final uh, Darth Vader comic of the first run um, by Charles Soule. Okay, so I might see it, because I haven't gotten there yet. Yes. Cool. So, without spoiling too much for you... Vader basically finds a way to step into a dark side looking glass, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this, the dark side shows him all of these things. Well, it shows him Palpatine basically with his arms, like, hovering over his mother's belly, like, holding her from behind. And, like, just kind of, like, doing, like, this weird, like, sorcerer kind of thing. And you see this darkness in her belly. (gasps) And that's that one drawing is where a lot of people are saying that Palpatine created Anakin because there was no father. He was made from the Force. Yeah, which is so also my, like, backup. It? Right. Of... So, I mean, it comes into who did it and, and all this other kind of stuff, but the other side of it is a lot of people are saying, well, it's the dark side. It could have lied. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's true. But, I mean, that, that for me taking that into account was why I always said, like, people are always talking about how Palpatine had a baby. And I'm just like, no, he didn't. He just, like, put it in someone. He was just like, (laughs) you know? He was just like, you're pregnant. He doesn't, yeah. He was just like, I'm Emperor Palpatine. I am Darth Sidious. I don't need to do anything. I will just choose someone. You know? Even Ray's father was a clone. That's so. what I'm saying. <laughs> he was a failed clone. There's just so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't trust him, which nobody should. But, right. yeah, so that whole concept to me was just interesting. But mm-hmm. I think that's it. Do you have any Sweet. final thoughts? No, I'm 
both unprepared and excited for the next few episodes because in all honesty i think that this next episode should either be right before order 66 um or slightly prior like yeah. Utapau prior so yeah either way i think we're into order 66 in the next episode yeah i think so too i think last episode will be post order mm-hmm. you know um it's scary. We're on the run kind of it's, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. We don't deserve it, but we're getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Filoni is an icon. <laughs> yep. So is everybody else at Lucasfilm. Um, yeah, that's all my thoughts. Um, <laughs> thank you, Danny, for joining me as usual. Anytime that you're able to, it's amazing. Um, I'm going to get some more season two episodes out pretty soon. There probably are going to be a few by myself. Um and then, but I'm just going to kind of shove them all together because <laughs> they're all like single episodes too. So that'll be just kind of fun to talk about. Um, and then I actually have some guests lined up for um, okay. more Clone Wars commentary, but of season two. So that'll be exciting. Um, and then hopefully I can get you on back on whenever I have the chance. Um, of course. We're definitely talking the finale. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> can't wait we're gonna for that. be emotional together yeah that's gonna be i i hope that i hope that our team can get together as a whole for that one because i am pumped May the fourth. um side note for all of my listeners our team whole siege of mandalore episode will be a main channel episode um because we want you guys to have all of that in one place um which is why we're doing these single episodes for season seven so they'll be in two separate places but also all on Kessel Run Weekly. Speaking of which, um, you can follow the main channel on at Kessel Run Weekly at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, you can also visit the website, KesselRunWeekly.com. You can find me at CJerica on Instagram and CJerica95 on Twitter. You can also read my Star Wars Sunday posts. I have one coming this Sunday about your favorite Star Wars characters in quarantine. You can read all of that at CheyenneHoover.wordpress.com, slowly rebranding to become the Kyber Crystal. Uh, Danny, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, you can uh, follow us on twitch.tv slash Um We're streaming every single week so far. It's been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday um, at various times of the day. So yes. <laughs> that does change week to week. Uh, but yeah, we play Star Wars games. We play everything. Um, this I'm not sure when this will be released, but at the coming Monday, um, we'll be playing uh, Fallen Order um, and Destiny and all that kind of stuff. So we have fun. Um, we like to goof off and hang out. It doesn't cost a thing if you just want to come hang out with us. So twitch.tv slash Kessel Run Weekly. Nice. Thank you all for listening, and may the Force be with you. Always. Always.